Welcome to another edition of Lens Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for this week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush this week. And to some, it's really burning. Yes, weather. It's something that we're, it's always changing. With each season comes the warmer and the colder weather. In winter, I always hear people complain it's too cold. And I'm not a fan of winter either, so I get that. Uh, as you get older, that's why people move to Florida. I don't like shoveling snow or driving in the snow. When we were kids, we loved it because we could play in it. We can go sledding. We can make snow angels. Always more fun. But when you have to work in it, snow is not fun. So I always say in the winter when it's below zero, the first person to complain about it being too hot in the summer, I'm going to punch right in the face. So here's the deal. It's summer. It's supposed to be hot. Just deal with it. Get a pool. Get a hose. Get some water. Stop the bitching about the weather. It's 90 degrees. Yes, it's supposed to be 90 degrees. That's normal. And stop the bitching. My Arizona friends consider 90 to be spring. Um, so I was in Vegas one year. It was 108. San Antonio, 102. You just get used to it. It's okay. It's summer. I love my summer. Everyone says they love fall. I don't. You know why? Because guess what? It turns into winter. And that is not fun. So before I need to jump in my pool, I'm going to bring on my longtime friend and broadcast partner from New Jersey, uh, David Smith. David, happy summer to you, and it's great to see you after all these years. How are you? Hey, Len, good morning, and how are you? It's great to see you again. I wish we could be face-to-face -face doing this, but you look wonderful as always. Oh, it's good to see well, you again. Well, thank you, and we're doing it over, over what they call, like in the, my big fat Greek wedding, the FaceTime. Um, the FaceTime. <laughs> the, the FaceTime. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know... I, I I totally get where you're going this morning with the weather. Yeah. You know, I just pulled up the weather app on my phone before we came on here this morning. And what annoyed me when I looked at the forecast, the little emoji thing they do there, they showed a sun, a cloud, a rain, and a lightning bolt all in one. Yes. Which means they're covered no matter what happens. Absolutely. And that's kind of like Florida weather every day, right? Every day in the summer, every day around. And, and like I said, I, I have friends that are in Arizona and other places where it's 114. And here it is. People are switching. I understand that. Get get yourself some air conditioning. Get the, the situation taken care of. You got a pool. Find a pool. And I understand with the, you know, the coronavirus out there, you want to stay safe. So a lot of people are hanging out in their yards. But I mean, come on. You, you, there's so many ways. Even in New York City, I remember as a kid, we had the fire hydrants. You would just open them up and you would get wet. And I just think that it's so much better, David. Think about it. You can wear shorts, shorts, flip-flops. I don't want to, if I didn't have to wear pants again in my life, I'd be, I'd be more than fine. Right? So the, the, uh, the Kentucky weather works for you. You've got it, your mild winters out there. Yeah. You've got summer pretty much the rest of, uh, what, nine months maybe? No, 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 I wish. Uh, we, we get, unfortunately, uh, the weather is similar to Jersey. Um, we do get, we get snow. We get, we get a, a little bit of it. Um, and we don't, get, we don't get the nor'easters, thank goodness. It's more of a, a, a nice weather because occasional tornado, but for the most part, we get, uh, uh, you know, if you don't like the weather, wait about 10 minutes and it, it pretty much changes uh, throughout. But that's... Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. It's not the big uh, the big winter that uh, New York State or something like that. But it's similar to Jersey, though I think. Now, have you noticed though now now not right now because of the pandemic is the news every day. But prior to pandemic, have you noticed that the weather was the news? So that like yeah. anytime you turn on a newscast, 
they were given weather. It was always weather. It was either going to be a bomb cyclone, which, by the way, I'd never heard the <laughs> no. term bomb cyclone until, what, very recently. Uh, it was going to do something, and they were just going to highlight whatever the weather was because that was the news. And unfortunately, all that changed now. But prior to all this, it, it was as if the, the only news was the weather. Exactly. And, and what's funny about the weather, try being a weatherman in Southern California. 85 today, sunny, like 90, sunny. Maybe it'll rain on Thursday. Like it's, it, it, what do you need to do? To, and, they, and they find on every television station because of, of sweeps, and I, I was part of the media, so I know this, but every television station will have weather for about two and a half minutes, three minutes, talking about nothing. Do I have to wear a coat today? Is it going to rain? Do I need an umbrella? That's all I need. Just give me my information. Is it cold? Is it hot? That's all we need, right? Do we need to know the future? For the I, I love to hear at seven o'clock this morning. It was thirty, you know, whatever degrees, and I'm thinking to myself, going, "Why do I care what happened at seven o'clock in the morning? I lived it, you know. We we know what happened. It's six o'clock at night, yeah. right? That's not a forecast. No, that's, that's going backwards, right? That's back to the send us back to the future, you know. Meteorologists um, are supposed to give you a forecast, not tell us what happened. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's just, it's kind of amazing, but I love the summer. I love summer beer. I love the summer shandies. I like the Sam, we, you know, we'll talk about Sam Adams because we like it, but Sam Adams, summer ale, uh, line and Kugel, everything summer is just, it, everything just tastes better in the summer. I mean, think about it, the grills, the, the cooking, all of that. And people bitch, it's, oh, I can't wait for Halloween. No, I don't want Halloween because <laughs> it, it's about 37 degrees in Halloween, right? I mean, what's... That's the problem. It gets a little too cold too early, and you know we're older now, David. The bones are brittle. We don't want to. We don't want to be cold anymore. That's what. See, it I've, I've actually, I've actually learned to embrace the winter, Len, and I think there's where we, we oh, differ. Okay, well, we, uh, we, I know we, you're we, a we skier, right? We're you, big yeah, ski family, yeah, yeah. So uh, I've, I've learned to embrace the winter, and um, believe it or not, you're you're not actually ever cold when you're skiing. No, think about that. Well, there are things to do in the winter, and I don't want to be the negative Nelly about the winter. It's it's cold, yes, we know. But I just don't like people complaining all the time, right? They're complaining about the winter. They're complaining about the summer. They're complaining, oh, it's too rainy in the spring. Well, it's supposed to be, right? That's The idea here is that I think people are happy at most when they're complaining. That's really what it my, comes down to. My beef isn't with the weather. It's with the weather forecasters. It's yes. with the weather being the news. It's always something... And, and the new terms they come up with, I use the term bomb cyclone, yeah. but if you think about it, there's always, you know, some new term for the weather and you're kind of looking at it saying, where'd they come up with that one? Yeah, no, they, and they get you, again, it's all about fear in the media. You know, a hurricane comes or something is coming down and it's like they've got to make sure that they totally scare you to death. And then it's like the boy that cried wolf, the, the four or five times that you don't heed the information or you do heed the information. And then all of a sudden it really happens and you, you just don't believe because you don't have faith. Uh, it's the only job I know that you could be wrong 70 or 80% of the time and still have a job, David. Is that, that's right. Yeah, that's and true. And then, you know, they, they, they make you run out and they, they the stores run out of milk and bread anytime they. Yeah, I've never understood that. Do people need to make like uh, French toast more or what is the deal <laughs> with that, with the milk and the bread? Is I've never understood that. And, yeah. and, and the hoarding. It was like the, the whole thing with the toilet paper and the paper towels. And you couldn't find this and you couldn't find that in the store. And I just wonder, like, you know, the preppers and stuff like that. What are you prepping for? I always wondered that. Do you want to live two weeks more than everybody else? Is that what it comes down to? Because that's really about what prepping is. I don't think and you're you going to I don't think you're going to make it more than that. 
you know, buy yourself. And you're going to have plenty of toilet paper. Well, that. apparently that's that's what you need. So, David, we'll go go into this because David and I are broadcasted Fairleigh Dickinson University basketball, the good days back in the 90s. And you you started in the 80s, but I'll, I, I kind of joined on in the in the in the 90s, and um, we had a great great time doing it. And one of our rituals after each game, especially the home games at the old Rothman Center, do they they don't even call what is it called now? Is it not the Rothman Center or I think I think it's still the Rothman. Oh, okay, Center, yeah. all right. Yep. Well, the Rothman Center was in Hackensack, New Jersey, and not far from there was Pizzeria Uno. So, despite the fact in Jersey you can get any good pizza that you want in New York, we decided to go to Pizzeria Uno. And because we're just, you know, worldly people, we decided to get a Chicago classic pizza and a Sam Adams. A very tall Sam Adams. Because when you broadcast these games, you have to have a good beer after the game, I think. That, that is true. And that was just kind of a standing order, right? We would yeah. never deviate no. from that order. We'd go in. The waitress would almost know yeah. what we'd want. She'd put the order in. And we did that every week, every, every Saturday home game. Yeah, and what's interesting is a lot of people like, you know, people are habit habitual normally. Um, yes. We like to have what we have. It's same way like when you order Chinese food, you pretty much order the same thing all the time, right? I mean, everybody does that. I like to mix chicken it up with, a little bit. Chick, nope, chicken with cashew nuts, yeah. hot and sour soup. <laughs> That's, oh, I love hot and sour soup. I, I, had it, I had it this week. That well, was the Chinese food ordered. Always the same. Always the same. See, that's good. You know, we have to have some level of consistency, and, and certainly that was, you know. And, and so, David, I want you to know that even after all these years, so 20-plus years, that you actually taught me a few things that I still remember to this day. So one of the well, things that's kind of scary. It is yeah, very, it is very scary. scary. Yeah. But one of the things that I remember vividly is the conversations we would have. Because you started your family. You and Kathleen got married before Susan and I. So you started your family a little earlier. I believe Brian was born. Is it Brian? Laura. 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 Sorry, Laura. She's Laura and Brian. Right. right. I got the I got the names right. I got the you know. Anyway, you got the order wrong. So reverse the order. So Laura was born before Stephen, and um, you 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 mentioned to me, and we'd have these conversations. These were good conversations, but you talked about the fact that you were starting um, a college savings plan, an IRA, you know, kind of a, a, a form. And you said, look, you know, when you do it when you're young, you know, that is is a good thing, right? Start to do that young. Now, I wish I would have heeded all your advice. I did try, and I, I did do a pretty good job, but not as good as you did. And I, I, I never claimed to be um, certainly as, as good as you. You also were kind of a trendsetter in the fact that you were one of the first to use uh, a debit card that had the Visa or MasterCard logo. I remember that because I was like, you told me, you said, that's how you pay. This way you don't have a bill. That was, that was your thing. Do you remember that? I, I do. I, I remember both. And the thing I remember about the college savings plans for both kids, the way we did that, the day we got their Social Security card in the mail, we set up an account for them, a college savings plan, both of them, with Fidelity Investments. And we would periodically contribute to it, but we contributed on a monthly basis. Every month, we would just put an amount, a fixed amount, into that account from the time they got their Social Security card until they graduated high school. And I saved the initial um, statements from Fidelity Investments from the day we opened them. Oh, so wow. going back to 1996 or 1999. And when they graduated high school, I pulled out the statement from the initial deposit and then I pulled up the app on my phone and I said, this is what we started in 1996 or 1999. And this is what you have today. Wow. College. 
And it's just one of the one of the few things I've ever done right in my life, Lenny, which well, is, you know, safe for college for my kids because that was their high school graduation present when when they both graduated high school. Well, that that's terrific. Now, I didn't I wasn't as good. I did save some money, but we ran into some things over the years and changing, moving and all that. But that was a great idea. I, I like I said, I I it was like I knew how to take the advice. I just didn't know how to heed the advice, you know. Uh, <laughs> but but the other thing that I remember, you know, vividly, we talk about business and, and, you know, successful businessman as you are. One of the things that I remember you saying, and I, to this day I use it, I, I just love it, because you talked about business and you talked about the fact that if you're not part of the revenue, you're part of the furniture and the furniture gets replaced. And I remember that. And to this day, I'm part of the revenue now. So I just think that that is the most important thing because we would talk about people that would, would major in things and major in human resources would be one. Now, if there's no people working, then human resources is pretty much the first to go, right? So you, you, just, you were ahead of your time, but that was the advice I remember is the revenue part. Do you remember? I mean, I, I, I remember it as if it were yesterday, Len. Um, uh, and, and I've spent my career in sales and yeah. always, you know, as, as, uh, hopefully a, a, a revenue contributor uh, in sales because it's it's as you know it's it's a it's a tough game you know every day every day you've, you've got to be self-motivated and self-driven to be bringing in revenue and if you're not bringing in revenue or not bringing in the amount of revenue you need you can be replaced too so. absolutely well and that, but the thing is if you are bringing in the revenue usually you can have a long-lasting career i started on that road and you know, went into the revenue game, but I always had that in the back of my mind. So conversations that we had doing basketball games, think about it, just fun scary conversations. Time. And we were scary that you remember those, but well, I'm kind of scary anyway. I do have that weird, like <laughs> people say, well, what'd you do? I remember what I did in 1978. I don't remember what I did yesterday, but that's a, that's another story, you know, for another day. And speaking of kind of, you know, the old stuff. So one of the things that I had my physical last week and I finally just, you know, the doctor said, look, you know, we're going to have to probably put you on cholesterol medicine. So I have hit the finally I'm on Lipitor and I went kicking and screaming. I, I didn't really want to go on any kind of kind of drugs. I'm not a big fan of the pills, but I think I'm up to three a day now. And these are the type of conversations, David, that we didn't have when we were in our 20s. No, we didn't never and, and, worry about medicine. Well, you know, I I finally after putting it off for a good 30 years. Last November, I went in for a physical and I hadn't been to a doctor in 30 oh, years. You're worse. You're and, worse than and, I am. I was pretty and, bad too. And, and my theory on that was always kind of like, um, I compared it to, to getting your car where they give you that free 50 point inspection. Yeah. And they inevitably find something wrong with your car, right? Uh, 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 you of need course. A new transmission. It needs a tune-up. It needs new shocks. It needs struts. Whatever. Where if you don't take it in for the free thirty-point inspection, there's nothing wrong with your car. A absolutely. So I kind of <laughs> looked at it with a physical. Yeah. If, if if I go in, he's going to find I need a new transmission, or he's going to find I need new shocks or something. So I put it off for thirty years. I went in, knock on wood, everything came out good, and. Uh, on track to have another one, an annual physical, and, and to do it every year. My, my daughter, uh, who's in the healthcare profession, talked me into it, and uh, I, I promised her that I would I would continue to go and 
try to stay healthy as much as I could. Well, I always like to say, it's kind of like Mickey Mantle once said, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken a lot better care of myself. So I think, you know, <laughs> get, getting into that, we probably should be doing a better job of taking And you, you brought up a very good point. I was actually watching um, something on Netflix. George Lopez is very funny. He talked about his family and, you know, he talked about the Latinos and he said, you know, we, we don't go to the, you know, they don't go to the doctor. They're not going to, you know, it's like, he, he decided he went to the doctor and the doctor told him he had prostate cancer. He said, see, he goes, I would have never had, all of a sudden I go to a doctor and I have prostate cancer. Before I didn't know. I didn't have it yesterday. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. So interesting, uh, but the physicals, uh, you, you should do it. I, you know, like I said, yeah, I, I, I just started. Are you, are you on any medication? Uh, you know, is this the conversation we no, have today? Beautiful. Not, not yet, no. All right, well. I um, I have a history. I think my family have a history with uh, with the cholesterol problem. So, and and despite the fact that my diet is not as you know as good as it should be either, but I think that uh, a lot of it is hereditary too. So that uh, that is true. Yeah. Um, but I, I I do notice you know you you as we get older and I, you you do a great job keeping yourself in shape and I'm sure your your diet has improved. Uh, to where you're probably now, dare I say, eating a little bit healthier? A little bit, yeah. We uh, we eat more salad. Although last week I talked about the fact that uh, life is too short. You should eat dessert first and then save the salad for later, right? That's I, I heard you say that. <laughs> I, I, I would not disagree with that. Well, you know, I like cheesecake. Uh, there's so many good desserts out there. That's the problem. It's like I, I really like ice cream. And, you know, I think that's they always say save room. I don't understand that. Where did Whoever came up with that idea? Save room for dessert. Should have dessert. I like, I like save room for salad. Save room for salad. So a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. No, the um, the fact that Jersey and Kentucky are pretty similar um, in terms of the governors doing. You know, uh, they've shut things down. They've done whatever. Kentucky's kind of following Ohio, and and now of course everybody is uh, on the mandate now of the mask, which again. It's important, but we've officially, it's officially a serious problem now, David, and I wanted to tell you about this because I, don't, I wasn't sure if you knew this yet, but it's officially a serious problem. Starbucks now will require masks in all of their locations beginning the 15th of July. So to get an expensive coffee, you have to wear a mask now. See, you, we've really hit rock bottom. See, that, that's not a change for us here in New Jersey. We've had to wear masks indoors, you know, since like the beginning of April, um, right. just last week, our governor uh, mandated we wear masks when we're outdoors as well. Um, but our numbers are coming down. Our numbers look great across the state and they continue to improve. So if that's if that's working, let's keep it working. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the outrage is on either side. Like, it seems like I talked about this last week a little bit about the shaming. Why, why do we need to shame people? If you see somebody outside that doesn't have a mask on, let them go. What is, what is the big deal? Why are you getting so worked up over the fact that somebody is not wearing a mask and you got to go tell on them. It's like the tattletale. We're in high school again and we're, you know, this one's not doing what they said. They're not writing their homework or they're not doing It's like enough already. You, you the shaming of people on Facebook. And I know you're not the social media uh, fan, um, but it is just really getting to the point where I'm so tired of the arguments. Just wear the mask. Don't wear the mask. I mean, the issue becomes if I see somebody outside with doesn't wear a mask, I know there's a reason. Maybe they can't wear the mask. Maybe it's none of my business. Just stay away from them. If you don't want to be near them, stay away from them. Six feet, 12 feet. Nobody knows what that is, right? They just make these numbers up. 
They don't really have a clue. But I'm not going to – I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV, so I'm not going to tell you that I know more than you do. That's what I don't understand. Just know if you want a Starbucks. Yeah, you got to wear a mask. Right, exactly, and it's okay. i got to go to Costco. I'm going to wear a mask. i got to – you know, I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to be the good person, but I'm also not going to take a picture of me in a mask. It's bad enough they have to see me normally, but with a mask on, it's even worse. <laughs> you know, I uh, last last week I went into the bank, and um, you know, as I said, we have in New Jersey, we have to wear masks indoors in all places. So, I I went in the bank. I had a, a dark baseball cap on. I had my sunglasses on, and I had a mask up over my mouth and nose. And as I went into the bank, I could see a reflection of myself in the glass door, and. <laughs> I thought to myself, if this were six months ago, if I walked into a bank with dark glasses, a dark mask, and a hat pulled down over my eyes, they would have hit a panic button, and the police would have been there in 30 seconds thinking I was coming in to rob that place. Oh, of but course. This this didn't look a bit out of normal that no. a guy walking into a bank wearing a mask. But and 30, I would... <laughs> you know, 30 seconds later, six months ago, I, I would have been in handcuffs. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't have even been allowed. They would have asked you to take the mask and the hat off. Before you even got to the teller window. Yeah, they would have not. thought I was coming in there to do something bad. And that's why I always said it's like people taking pictures of themselves with the mask on. I said, if you're ever thinking of committing a crime later, you know, it's not good to. No evidence. You know, no, no taking pictures of yourself. I don't know what the obsession is. Yeah, they see what you look like in a mask. I mean, like George Carlin had said, you know, years and years ago uh, that we were bumper sticker kind of mentality where my child is an honor roll student. People had that on their car. And. The Facebook now is pretty much the bumper sticker where they got to post everything is wonderful. They've got their pictures. They're wearing the mask and they want you to know that they're wearing the mask or the, the I love the I voted. Like, I really care that you voted. Does that you know what I'm saying? The I voted stickers that come out and everybody takes a picture of them on Facebook and Twitter. And, oh, I voted today. Well, good for you. God bless. I'm happy, but I don't need to see it. Now, are you a are you a social media food poster where you're taking pictures of your food? Oh God, no! I don't. I try to be funny on Facebook and Twitter and all that. I do not post any. I you know Susan always checks me in everywhere, which I I can't stand. Um, I really don't like it. Nobody needs to know what I'm doing, and nobody cares what I'm doing. David, really, let's be honest. Nobody cares. The the one I see a lot on Instagram is, yeah. is the food pics. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, if it's good food, I like good food. So certainly I'd like to look at the pictures. But again, we don't care what you're eating tonight. I mean, are you just trying? I always look at it as, what are you trying to do? Say that you're having a better life than I am because you're eating better or you're you're doing something better. It's uh, it's kind of, uh, the s- social media is one of those things where it has its good, good things and bad things. And that's, um, the bad thing is everybody thinks that everybody wants to know every moment of everything that they're doing on, you know, they checked in or they went to bed. I love the good night and they go to bed or checked in at home. I I just, you know, I don't care. So back in the day, you could have checked in to Pizzeria Uno. Yes. And then you could have posted a picture of the Chicago Classic and your Sam Adams. And and that would have been great. And and I think maybe if we go back to the future, back to we got to go back to 1995 and we'll, uh, Take the 1.21 gigawatts and go back and, and do that. We should check in and on, on all that. <laughs> that would be that'd be a lot of fun. So I don't know if you, uh, you know, we're old school a little bit. So you still the newspaper, the magazines, or do you uh, do you find everything online now? Are you more online? Yeah, I, I held out on the newspaper till about mm, three years ago. I was getting home delivery of the paper and 
I don't know. I think when, when it came up for renewal, uh, you know, the newspaper in North Jersey, the the record, um, I just, you know, thought, boy, that's a lot of money for an annual subscription for something that, you know, I wasn't using as much as I probably had back before. Plus it wasn't as good either. I mean, the, the newspaper has gotten ridiculous, but and the reason I'm going there is because I actually, for some reason, um, Susan wound up getting a free subscription to People magazine. So I actually got a magazine right now, which is kind of interesting. And, and I'm just trying to be a good person and read some of it, you know. And I find these little interesting interesting articles. And one of the things that I find, and of course, this is an article. It's called The Sweet Smell of Success in People magazine. And you would think, what is this? You know, actually. But it is the inventor, and I thought you'd like this. The inventor of poo puri. So if you've ever seen this, you can spray it in the in the toilet. Yep. But I love her, her name is um, Susie Baptiste, uh, B A T I Z. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but Susie Baptiste invented this. Now this is something you and I could have invented if we were sitting at there at Pizzeria Uno, uh, talking about things we could have invented. This would have been one that we could have invented. But I like the husband's response, so I want to read this to you. One day, my husband walked out of the bathroom and said, we're going to be millionaires. Do you realize that you that what you've done, you've taken the smell out of S, uh, says Baptiste. <laughs> so I thought this was funny. And, of course, it was a viral video that said, girls don't poop. So uh, congratulations to Susie uh, Baptiste with Poopery. I have actually purchased this. Uh, it's kind of interesting. They tell you to do it before you go, and it's supposed to be. <laughs> Um, because let's face it, everybody has the little bit of, so I thought you'd enjoy that. We have digressed to the point of <laughs> poopery. Yeah, well, exactly. That's, you know, that's the type yeah. of stuff that uh, people want to hear on these, uh, these podcasts. It all goes to the, uh, to the poop. That's what it comes now, down now, to. What, speaking of inventions, whatever happened to your Hanumas cards? Well, that was, you know, that was something again, I, I, I came up with the Hanumas greeting card idea before, um, the OC came up with Chrismica. So it kind of screwed up my whole thing because they came up with Chrismica. I had Hanumas. Uh, didn't go through it with it. It was a good idea, I thought, you know, because there were so many so many of us uh, Jews that, that are, you know, with uh, with the Shiksas, as they say. So you've got, you've got the um, Hanumas, which is the combination of the two holidays and, and Hanukkah and Christmas and getting the greeting card business. But I, I thought it would have been a good idea. I just never followed through, David. See, that's the problem. I had the idea. I know how to to do the idea i also thought came i thought i came up with the idea of hebrew beer and i called it the chosen beer until i went online and there's actually a company that's based out of albany and it's the schmaltz brewing company i kid you not i've actually purchased it uh for my hebrew palooza parties every year um so it's kind of a, I, uh, I must have missed my yeah. invitation to the yeah. Hebrew Palooza party. Yeah, yeah. Hebrew Palooza comes uh, every Memorial Day weekend. Uh, unfortunately, this year with the, co- with the COVID, we had to postpone it till I think we're going to try to do it Labor Day if we can. But uh, once a year, I like to say when the Jews leave Ohio and come to Kentucky, it's the official start of summer. That's the way I <laughs> <laughs> that's how I do it. I do Hebrew beer, Hebrew, uh, Hebrew beer, Hebrew national hot dogs. Because they answer to a higher authority. I mean, that's just yes. that's just good good stuff. But it's it's so good, you know. Doing this podcast, one of the things um, people have asked me, and they asked me at the doctor. They said, "Are you depressed?" And I said, "No." I said, "I'm doing a podcast. I get all this out, and I feel good. You know, I feel really good. I, I must be weird because I'm one of the few that it really hasn't affected me 
that much not being able to go to places and do things the way I wanted. Now, the summer, I've got my yard and I've got my pool, so that helps. But I, I don't feel – I feel good. I don't know about you. What about you, David? How do you feel through this whole thing? You're working from home and you're okay yeah, with that? working from home, it's, it's really been an adjustment for me. I've spent my 35-year career in sales, and that means I am every week on the road yeah. somewhere. Not, not typically Monday through Friday, but I'm, I'm out one night, two nights a week on an airplane, in a hotel, in my car, traveling. And in 35 years, this is the longest I have ever been home. My last trip was March 5th. Yeah, me too. And, March and 5th. you know, I have not gone anywhere since, you know, early to mid-March. And so this is the longest that I've ever been home, which means that I think about now my wife is about ready to kick me out oh, because yeah. she's used to me being gone. It's, it's you know, the way that our our marriage has been, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm on the road, not home. She's happy. Right. Well, and I agree. Now, and now being home has is, is been, you know, an adjustment for, for me and uh, probably for her, although, you know, she might not admit it, but. <laughs> She wants you to go, David. Please go away. I, I, I actually will take her up on that because I, I would kill right now to be alone at a hotel bar right now. I mean, I just I miss the little things that you miss. Like, I never thought yeah. I'd miss the travel. Um, but, oh, my goodness, I, I'm with you. I mean, we've yeah. got five of us now in the house. My father-in-law, 92 years old, God bless him. He'll be 92 in August, is in the house. And I've got uh, – the two kids, uh, you know, uh, Stephen every, has been working and doing some things, and uh, he'll be leaving a little bit for Air Force stuff uh, coming up in a, in a month. But I just think it, for everybody, it, it, it's healthy to get away, and uh, the work trips were always a, a good way to get away. So I would kill for that right now. You know, the first the first Monday morning that I didn't have to be on a 6 a.m. flight because I couldn't. I remember waking up early going, oh, wow, this is so cool. I don't have to go to the airport today. I don't have to get that 6 a.m. out of LaGuardia to Atlanta. And maybe three weeks later, I woke up on a Monday morning and said, man, I miss <laughs> I know, <laughs> not going to the airport and getting on a plane and going somewhere. And like you said, sitting at the bar, you know, with your book or your, yeah. or your iPad and, and getting a burger and a beer and just watching sports on TV and just chilling by yourself is all part of it. Um, who knows? Yeah, I, maybe I mean, day, maybe one day soon we'll be back to that, but it's still going to be a while. Yeah, it looks like it might be uh, early next year. Who knows? I, I don't know when that's going to go back, but uh, hopefully we can get baseball in. Looks like they're going to try to play. I don't I don't know. It's it, you know, more and more cases. And then I think it's eventually they're going to have to stop if, there's, yeah, if they do start. Football, you know, hold my beer. They're trying to do everything. There, there's always news in the every day with the NFL. It never stops. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm looking at high school because uh, I do high school football, and you know, we've got a schedule out. But now more and more, I see. I don't know how, you know, they're going to do it. Colleges are, are thinking about not playing, and you've got Michigan saying they're going to play conference games and uh, the Big Ten rather. I, I don't know where we're going to go with the with the sports thing, but I find it interesting in Ohio. They actually have been playing um, youth baseball and basketball, which basketball, God, that's one sport that really, you know, you're going to be up so close to someone that you that can't be a good thing. Yeah, I think uh, you saw this week the Ivy League uh, yeah. pulled, the, pulled the plug on its football season, and I think you're going to see, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to pull off. Like you said, the, the Big Ten announced they're going to play conference games only. 
Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do. You know, I, I, what's what's that about? Does that mean you know you, you stood a, a greater chance of contracting it from a non-conference opponent? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand the the rationale behind conference games only, other than maybe it shortens the schedule by one or two games. Yeah, it shortens the schedule, and I think the trips are a little bit shorter. But I don't think the shorter the trip is the, the problem, right? I mean, I think if you have to get on a plane, that would be an issue. But like Michigan and Chicago, it's a pretty long ride. To get from uh, to Illinois, right? I mean, it's it's a I, I I don't know, and I don't know what the right thing is. Do we go back, you know, to what we were doing? Do we not? I mean, the mass thing is a good thing. I I don't know. This is the we. I mean, this is the time that who would have thought, right? I mean, we've gone through uh, where there's been H1N1 and all these other different diseases, and people get sick and recover. Hopefully, and there are people, unfortunately, that. The diver year, so I don't. I don't know. I I don't claim to have the answers, and I'm just going to follow the rules. If whatever you want me to do, right? That's the no, way you got to do. You're just not going to be able to see Notre Dame and Wisconsin play at Lambeau no. Field nope. because conference games only for Wisconsin. That's right. That's well. We hope to have football, basketball, everything back to somewhat normalcy. It would be nice. But David, this has been fun. I I wish we could do this more often, and let's try. You know, to st- you know, because we talked about the last time we actually saw each other was back with Stephen's first birthday, and he will be 20 years old in August. So that's a long time. <laughs> that's the last time we were physically together, and that had nothing to do with the pandemic. So I'll leave you with this funny story. So we we talked a little bit about this off off uh, the podcast, but the fact that 2001 it was a year um, that Stephen was born, and we had just moved to Northern Kentucky area in June, uh, July uh, time frame. So we get back and we're like, you know, we had just gotten, I guess at the time there was some kind of stimulus check. So we're like, you know what, let's have a party for Stephen, his first birthday party. Let's have it in New Jersey at our, at our, uh, uh, you know, old Italian place that we'd always go to. Um, they had the best chicken friend, Chez, I remember. And so we decided to have this big party. We had about 50 to 60 people there, if you remember you and Kathleen and Laura was, you know, little. And it was wonderful, first birthday, but it was about $900 for this birthday party. And I'm thinking, here is Stephen, does not even have a clue, does not remember it. So when Jenna was one in 2004, we had a party at the house. So we learned our lesson from that, despite the fact that it was a great idea getting back together with everybody uh, after moving away. It was uh, not the most fiscally responsible thing to do. And, and I don't know if you'll remember this, maybe Susan will, but my, my wife reminded me of it this week as I was telling her that I'll be coming on your podcast this week and we were having dinner and my daughter was at the table with us. And my wife said, I don't think Lenny will remember this, but when everyone sang happy birthday to Stephen for his one-year-old birthday, my daughter, who had just turned five, jumped in and blew out his candles yes i do yeah. I, you know what i do and, remember that that is that is awesome my, my yes. wife said my wife said see if they remember that yeah that that is my daughter is she's 20 could be 24 next month my so. goodness i don't know how you you look so great uh you know having a 24 year old i don't know how that's possible thank goodness uh, of course laura looks like kathleen but that's another story yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good thing but uh, everybody's doing well at the house we're all staying safe Good to hear. All, yeah. all good here as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, uh, you know, all four of us under one roof, uh, you know, it was we were kind of the empty nest, right? Yeah. Our daughter was off in college. Our son was off at school and we had the house to ourselves. And, and all of a sudden, for the last four months, we're all back under one roof. But it's great. And every, everybody's good to have everybody home. And 
Uh, we went for a stretch of, I think it was 30 successive days where the four of us had dinner together. Wow. That had never, never happened, you know, with me traveling or yeah. sports going on or dance or things like that. We had 30 straight days where we all, the four of us, sat down to dinner together. So that was kind of nice. Yeah, that is the good part about this whole thing. And I wish people would slow down, stop worrying about stuff. I always say worrying is paying on a debt you may never owe. Just enjoy what you've got in front of you and try to make the most of the situation. Uh, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. I know it's a stupid saying, but I think at this point, we just have to do what we can, follow the rules, stop bitching and moaning about everything. Again, the weather, it's going to be hot. This is the whole idea. Uh, it'll be cold in the winter as soon as, you know, as soon as you want. You'll be out skiing, I'm sure. Um, are they going to be able to social distance on the ski slope? I think so. Yeah. It's got to be. Who, who knows? Right? Well, you'll be all in that. You could wear a mask. You've got the goggles already. I got to right, think right. that just some kind of yeah. suit. Maybe we should just be wearing that wearing that now. But uh, anyway, David, it's been a pleasure. Um, remember, you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook, on Twitter. I'm trying all of these things. I don't even know half of the things. Like the random number generator we used to do with the Zircon box. You'd hit mm -hmm. the button, and I didn't know what, how to change the clock. It's the same thing with this. Um, I've submitted. We're on iTunes, Spotify. Google Play, Podbean. Um, I've also submitted to iHeartRadio, um, and I'm looking to do others as well, uh, just to try to find a way um, to keep uh, people listening to this. I, I don't know why. You know, we're in 19, I think it's 20 states now, and we've got uh, the District of Columbia, and we've got a listener in the UK. I, you know, we seem to get some downloads in the UK, so I always like to say let's raise a pint to the, to the UK because – you and I love the beer, David, and uh, let's let's drink up a little Sam Adams, a Chicago classic. I wish we could have that right now. Uh, is Pizzeria Uno even in business right now? You know, I, I think, don't the, think I don't think so. I think no. they moved out of there. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't been down that way in no. a while. Um, but uh, you know, we uh, we follow your podcast, Lynn. We we enjoy listening to it. My wife and I will do our daily walk, and we'll put an earbud in <laughs> each of our ears and put on a Lynn podcast and oh. listen to it while we're walking around our lakes. So. We follow you. We enjoy it. And, and I've, I've loved being on with you today and catching up with you. Oh, I love it. And uh, the fact that you're walking with the podcast near a lake and you haven't jumped in it after listening to me is a, is a good thing. So that's, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, last week I was listening to your, your podcast about fireworks. Yeah. And I just want you to know that where we live, fireworks are a competitive sport. I think they give out medals oh. for fireworks around here, but I'm with you. It's like setting a $20 bill. On yeah. It's just ridiculous. You and I would never spend that money. I knew you would be with me with this because yeah, I knew you, you would one. never uh, spend the money, but thanks again. Thanks for listening. Thanks, David. Uh, I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back again with another episode of lens burning bush next week. Thanks again and enjoy the rest of your week.